Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Shop Still podcast, a podcast for woodworkers and the maker community in general. This is episode number eight. My name is Robin Lewis from RobinLewisMakes.com. I'm joined by Joey Chalk from King Post Timberworks. Hello. And Jordan Crawford from Periodic Furniture Studio. Hello. We live stream the recording on YouTube every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time or UTC plus 10. Or you can watch or listen to it later on YouTube, iTunes or SoundCloud. I want to say hello to everyone in the chat. We'll get to your comments and questions towards the end of the show, but feel free to chat amongst yourselves. The idea being that this is also a place for people to meet. I've got one quick announcement. Uh, we are now putting the podcast on Stitcher, which is a podcasting service. We had a request from someone on Facebook this week about getting it up onto Stitcher because that's what he uses. So I just thought I'd let everyone know that if you are a Stitcher user, the podcast is available there. Flash. So before we get into today's episode topic, let's just do a quick rundown of what everyone's working on. Joey, do you want to start us off? Sure. Another unprepared week. Um, <laughs> so I've been, so I've, for all intents and purposes, I've finished my set of chairs. Um, and I'm really an, a bit annoyed. I'm doing the upholstery myself. And it's a really bad time of year to be ordering upholstery type. Like no one's open for a start, but let alone specialty places. Um, so I finally got around to ordering some bits and pieces and it's just sitting somewhere in a courier van, I think, which is super annoying. Um, so yeah, I, I really surprisingly enjoyed making the chairs. I, I could quite easily see myself the moment just making cheers for a long time because <laughs> I really enjoyed the whole process and especially going right through to working on the upholstery and working out some of the um, issues surrounding that. Um, not that I've figured them all out yet because I don't have my actual material, but um, I'm busy and funny enough, I've had another a prop to make for a stage show and that is a, a big kind of uh, throne type chair as well. So chairs everywhere that design of those those chairs i thought was amazing i in my head i just pictured the quintessential high back right not the low slide i think it's yeah it's a really awesome design it's quite nice saying something that's not what everyone else is doing i hope it's not yeah um it's interesting that you said that because i was talking to another uh, woodworker at my um timber yard uh, furniture maker and he was saying how there's no chair makers left in New Zealand, mainly because of the, no one can compete with what's coming in. But they said, if you can make something that no one else is making, that, that they can't just bring in from China, then you'll sell them. And having you say that, it's kind of interesting because um, there are, you've obviously haven't seen much like it. So um, we'll see what other people say when I finally get some pictures of them to send with the upholstery on. <laughs> Certainly not in, not in, in everyday home, like, no. They're, they're very cafe style. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, I, they remind me a little bit of uh, as a Japanese design furniture making company, Blank. Um, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of some of their design styles, but it's not like their designs. It just mm. incorporates a lot of those little details, which I really like about that. That's interesting. Yeah. I really did. I did a very minor amount of research on just some shapes I liked and the rest actually, which I will talk about this in the video, the rest of the design really comes down to how can I make these efficiently? And sometimes it was the machinery choices that I have and made that determined the design of mm. uh, part, some of the details, which I thought was an interesting um, thing as well. Considering manufacture before you even yeah. get to it. Yeah, because yeah. the whole time I was in the back of my mind was thinking, this is a cool detail, but can I make this quickly? No, okay, that's, that's gone. What's the next idea? So, yeah. Cool. Jordan, how about you? Um, I am technically not back at work yet, so I've taken this week to get the workshop organization uh, train going. So... Uh, there's a video being put out of a tool cabinet thing I put on the wall, um, which is just literally thrown together. There was no plan at all other than I wanted it to go on this bit of wall. 
Uh, but it's actually worked out well with the kind of one half I've kept for hanging tools and the other half is shelves and cubbies and it's just didn't plan it, but it works out really well, which is great. Um, what else? I have been up on my roof again because the wind noise has just driven me <laughs> crazy and I have driven about 25 ram sets into the flashing and just, <laughs> it just it's, it's a lot better, but it's still making noise. So I'll be up there again next week, no doubt. Um, and I'm just starting on a kitchen cabinet for my workshop kitchen here because it is the first thing that people see when they come in and it is <laughs> a cluttered mess and just crap everywhere. So it's um, as long as people don't look too closely at the cabinet, I think it will make the place feel a lot more presentable from the first impression, which is important. So As long uh, as you yeah, don't try and sell kitchens then. Yeah, exactly. I'm not selling <laughs> kitchens, it's fine. So... Yeah, a lot of chipboard and panel saw work. What about you, Rob? Oh, before you get into me, I was quite surprised by okay. the that tool cabinets. There's so there's no there were no doors on it, right? There's no plan to put any doors on it. Not at this stage. I might so the one side which is right above the router table, I might put a door on that side because it's got you know batteries and uh, router bits and all the sort of stuff that dust will get into and annoy. But at this stage, no no doors. The reason I ask that is because so I've built that work new workbench behind me, but it's got no drawers or or um, shelves with with doors or anything. But everyone seems to build shop furniture with doors and drawers, you know, drawer fronts. Is it is it the way to go? Because am I looking for trouble by not having some kind of way of keeping the dust out, or is it really just a personal preference thing? For me, <laughs> doors hide what's behind it, so you don't know what's there, and it's an invitation to like invite clutter as well. So if you can see what's on the shelf, you're more likely to keep it tidy. But if you're just closing a door behind it, you'll just throw it in. And I mean, to me, that's how I I'm lazy though, so mm. I'm not I'm, exactly the Christine example, but yeah, I, I don't like doors because it hides what's behind it. Yeah, I would say kind of, I agree, but I don't like doors because it takes an extra second for me to get the thing out of the cupboard. Yeah, it's an extra second. Yeah. I'm just, I would just leave the doors open and then I could smash into them and then <laughs> it's just going to be annoying. Um, but that's just because of the way I work. I'm just like running around the workshop. I'm just frantic when usually, um, I would, I have seen, and you might be interested in this, Rob, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a, so you make a door frame and they, I've seen furniture makers uh, put like a, a wire mesh, a fine mesh as the, the door panel. So you can see what's in the cupboard and the, me the dust lands on the mesh and doesn't get into the, the cupboard. Oh, so right. if you have things which are sensitive to dust, that's where you might keep them. Um, and But you can also see what's in there and it's easily cleanable. You can just blow it out from the inside um, when, when it does get full of dust. So I've actually seen that in a couple of workshops. Um, mm. I just couldn't be bothered with it. But <laughs> I see looking in the chat, Dale saying uh, he loses things in cupboards, drawers all the way. I can see the need for drawers because from that, you know, uh, like I've got a lot of small things that can go in. So you can't just have big open shelves with small things in them. But yeah, I just I I haven't been able to warrant the idea of cupboards, mm -hmm. and, and that's why I wondered if you know my, if, if it was necessity. My next storage project is under my Rubo workbenches is putting cubby hole storage in it, just like a pigeonhole, but it's going to be no doors or anything on it. But instead, the bottom side of each let's call it shelf is going to have like an inch and a half gap from the back panel. So when it does get dusty, I can cool. blow it out and the dust yeah. will just drop down. That's a good idea. Because like the biggest issue I can see is dust accumulating because I, I vacuum yeah. once a week. Yeah. Nothing, nothing on blowing it out. So that's going to be my next storage project. <laughs> um, and yeah, no doors, just storage. Yeah, um, Rob and I have <clears throat> six drawers under my work workbench. And I keep mainly what I use it for is hand planes and tools, marking like fine woodworking tools. All my really small kind of drill bits and small awls and just little things that you'd think should go in a drawer, I keep them on just an open shelf above one of my workbenches. Right. Um, so they're just right there. I don't have to 
grab open anything because unless I had like Kazian foam or something with, with a place for each little tool in a drawer, they're just going to go into it like a bin mm. and get cap it up. But if I have each, each one has its little home on a shelf, it's not marked out. It's just, I know that's about where that tool lives. And if, if it's not there, then I start yelling. Um, you know, so I, well, yeah, they get covered in dust, but I know that's, that's where they're meant to live and it's right within reach. So it's, that, yeah. that's kind of why I'm steering away from the traditional tool wall, you know, that mm. wall behind me that's, that you can see, that's where I was thinking of putting it. But, you know, when I'm working on my bench here, I don't want to be walking over to the other side to get the tool and come back. And then in the back of your head, you're constantly thinking, I need to go put it back there. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. But it just, to me, makes sense to have it all just, as you say, even if it's just in a pile, it's still all right there. So I don't I know. Did if happen to watch, I did happen to watch a video today about an ultimate storage cart. And um, that might be something you might want to look at from old uh, Jordan. Who was that? Yeah, you should, oh, uh, right, you should right. check out that video. And uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll send you a set of plans. Wow. <laughs> cool. So for for me, I've been working on a dining room table, which I have been working on now. If you've been following along for weeks, um, it's just there's a lot of glue up and I don't have very many clamps. I don't think we ever have enough clamps. But so the, the glue up is what I'm working on at the moment behind me. You can see that's the, the tabletop. So now... The next step is to put the breadboard ends in, which I've never done before. So that's coming up this week. Wow, what thickness is your top? It's not that thick, is it? No, so it's come up a little bit thinner than I was hoping for. It's about 18, 19 mil. Wow. So, so is your breadboard end going to be flush with the top? Or is it what I slightly raised like green and green style? No, I was going to mm. make it flush. Why is it? Am I am I looking for trouble? Well, it's just just that shoulder amount is just not a huge. Let's say let's say you third nineteen mil. What are you looking at? Um, I was going to do it seven it's... mil. You're going to have yeah, a seven mil tongue and seven mil, you know, groove. Um... Mm. Yeah. No. No, I'd, as I, as I say, having not done this before, I don't yeah. know if that's if this is that a might wise be, idea. It might be too thin to to actually do what it needs to. We, maybe we talk about it later on. <laughs> yeah, no, that's an interesting one because obviously, if if I don't have the breadboard in, then I can just bring the the rails closer to the edge, so you know the table's not taking mm. too much strain. But because if you've got a full frame, a full um, apron around the table, right? Yeah. So you don't technically even need the breadboard ends. Oh, it was more just from a, you know, this yeah, is this is my table, so I'm trying to learn yeah. a new skill. Yeah, this actually. Mm. I think because you've got an apron on it, and that will be keeping it fairly flat yeah. and everything already, the breadboard ends on that thickness should be okay with that style. Yeah. Provided just, no one picks it up from <laughs> the two ends. Oh, it'll be a nice snug fit. I trust your work. It won't be too bad. No, but I mean that's what a, that's what we're saying. Like that that tenon's going to be too. Um, well, uh, I, I don't think it won't be strong. My thought was that it wouldn't be really strong enough to deal with keeping a table flat. Mm. But if, ah, if it's, if it's right. bolted down, you know, screwed down to a frame, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, I thought you were saying if it would just be too thin. If you picked it up, it would just snap off. No. No, I think okay. that would be right. It's just I have done them about that small. I've done a twenty-five, twenty before, and mm. um, it just gets 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 delicate as all mm. when you're working with it. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's my table, so yeah, yeah. If anything goes wrong, it's, it's you know that's the this is where I'm learning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skills, so yeah, Absolutely. I'll give it a go. So that's that's what I'm working on at the moment. I'm also working on a bedside table. Um, it's just a simple one, but it's got a piece of bit of technology in it which I, I don't want to give away too much because <laughs> i don't i don't know anyone who's done this yet okay. so I, I hope that it's something new is it a, a reading lamp <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to think is that some technical term for something fancy you know it's yeah, yeah no. there's a lamp yeah <laughs> so yeah so dining room oh. table and bedside table that's what i've been Working I have an time. idea of what that is, but I won't say it in case it's right. So I will. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth if anyone says anything. Okay. So 
Today, we've got a very interesting topic, which you may have seen um, posted about on Instagram this week. The three of us, in an effort to improve our YouTube channels, have decided we're going to review each other's channels. The idea being that we want to make it make make some of the 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 the, uh, the honesty as brutal as possible. So we don't want to really hold too much back. Obviously, this is a learning exercise, so we're not just taking shots at each other. Uh, but <laughs> we we do really want to be as as honest as possible. So. I mentioned this in an Instagram post the other day. I want to open this up to the chat as well. If you guys have any any questions or sorry, any comments or feedback, you know, feel free to put it in there. We're looking for that. Uh, but yeah, for the next half an hour or so, we're going to just review each other's channels and give us our honest feedback. So as the host of the show, I think it's only fitting that I open myself up to it first. <laughs> and I would like to hear, oh, I should probably mention as well, what we've done to use as sort of a baseline is we've gone back on our previous three videos. So our also. previous, our, our newest videos, basically. Um, so the idea being that the, this is, this is our channel as it stands. Like this is us, you know, as it stands on YouTube. So yeah, it's our most latest three videos, and uh, uh, I'll let you guys get get stuck in. Okay. All right. Well, I, I struggled a lot to come up with negative criticism of oh. your channel, Rob, because the biggest thing I love about your channel is that the editing is on point, and then your your style is more of a storytelling it's not tutorial but it's got really good tips and things and reasoning mixed in with it and it's really hard for me to fault something that i really like because i feel it's <laughs> you know yeah. it's really hard to criticize anyone's style because it is what makes them them um now i think if i was to go to your channel uh i've got a few notes here which is like in general across the couple of videos i should probably also say yeah just just to interrupt you there george we're not saying that it's only specifically about the three videos no but it's we, it's we can talk generally them. yeah yeah so the, the, this is generally which was shared across the three uh videos most recent videos which is your diy cutting board your mobile planer cut and the bark um salad bowl or whatever it was um and like i said i can't really fault the editing on it at all other than for my personal preference, the you, you use a lot of the speed, like you know everything sped up quite a bit. And to me, I think you could benefit from having maybe a few more like standard speed, so one-time speed clips mixed in with it, because it's not because of the content on the screen, but the um, what's the word, the kind of audio. If you can mm. if you can bring some more workshop noise into your videos, it kind of like brings that. you back into the world of woodworking. Mm. But when it's sped up, you tend to remove the audio, and you're not really getting the feel of being in the woodshop with you. It's more of yeah. I'm observing you work from a distance. Okay, yeah, that's an interesting one. I actually picked that up for one of you guys as well. I won't I won't say which one, but yeah, that's that's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, other than that. I also, which is ridiculous coming from me because I always get done in the comments for this, but sometimes the uh, soundtrack volume is a little bit like distracting and too high and I'd rather it be, I, I think it could work if you brought that volume down a hair so more of the actual ambient noise was included, um, which would just give you a bit more of a environmental feel like I'm in there with you once again. Um, yeah, I guess one of the things with with audio tracks is you're really you are setting the mood and the and the sea and the, the style. Yeah. And if people don't like that, you your ship is sunk. Yes. So you either don't you either like go with it, you know, wholeheartedly, or as you say, don't make it the feature. Make the the workshop noises the feature, which is an interesting mm. one. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, I mean, it was really hard for generalizations. Um, is there any Thing that you want to throw in, Joey, while I keep looking at my notes. Um, so, just are you? I'm just wondering, are you going to go through the individual videos, George, or are you going to? I have just got. Um, 
Yeah, I've got notes on each individual video as well. Okay. So that was just um, a well, I, So funnily enough, you talked about um, the real-time shots, um, putting more real-time shots instead of sped-up shots. And ironically, I made a note saying that the few real-time shots um, that uh, Robin did put in, I felt lingered a bit too long. I thought... If it was me, I would have just snipped off like three seconds off it because. Yeah. yeah. Now I did I take a note that. on that. On a, I, I can't remember which video, but I had a similar thing. Yeah, but I, thinking about it now, I'm wondering if it's because the pacing was so rapid before. I say, or rapid, not as rapid as mine, but the pacing was um, fast. Things were sped up, and then, and then suddenly it slows down. I, I just wonder. If, people were expecting another cut to come sooner. And so maybe if it was, it's, it's, it's just like semantics. It's such silly things to talk about. But. It's, but it's interesting you say that. The reason I say, the reason I'm, I bring it up is because I've noticed while I'm editing, it, if I keep everything real time, the video is to me, the pacing feels right. As soon as I start speeding things up and then I try and bring it back to normal speed, it, just, it just puts on the brakes and the, the pacing of the video just feels awful. Mm. That you say that because I I feel that as well in the edit sometimes. All right, so I, I made a note generally while I was watching both of you guys' videos, um, and it was funny, like personally, and I'm sure it must be for other people as well. That just I can't. I'm so impatient, and I think it's just from being able to skip everything these days. You can just skip the credits, like on Netflix, you can skip the intro. That you don't have to read the the credits. Like it's just. I found it very difficult, even watching videos that I'm interested in, not pushing, just skip, skip, skip. Like, and I'm not sure if that's just because I like fast pace, mm. get, get to the point. And particularly with woodworking videos, I, I find it so hard to stick with it all the way through because like, I kind of, I know what's going on. I just want to see the, the crux. I just want to see the big points. Like I want to see a bit of milling. I want to see the glue up and I want to see the finish go on. Like that's the three things I want to see, you know, and seeing all the other stuff for me is so difficult. And I wonder if it's just a cultural thing, or if it's just me, but I think these days people just skip, skip, skip. Let's see it. I don't have time. You know, it's, it's a really weird. Um, I think it's also a skill thing, like because you are a far superior woodworker to, to me, <laughs> the, the stuff that I'm doing is like 101 stuff for you. So, uh, yeah, you know, for me to for me to capture you in the video, I've got to be doing something else, and it doesn't necessarily mean that I should be doing something else. But mm. you know, my woodworking is 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 bog standard for you. Yeah, maybe. I, I still really like. I still, whatever project I'm watching, I still um, I want to see the project. But I think it's like. Um, Okay, so this is a point I was going to save to my turn, but I'm talking now. So, um, I found it very difficult to change up between. So, are, are you watching YouTube to watch project videos, or are we watching YouTube for an art type video escape that happens to be about woodworking? Mm. Um, and because they're two extremely different things. And critiquing them is a completely different challenge. And I find that both Jordan and Robin, your videos falling in, especially now with Jordan doing what he's doing, they're falling into the art artsy, side of it. Well, not artsy fartsy, but you're leaning heavily towards the yeah. art side of it. And so it becomes like um, you can't judge art. You know, no one can say it's right or wrong. It just becomes a very personalized point of view type stuff. Yeah. And so then it's like, okay, I, you can do whatever you like. Um, when you start playing around with uh, music beats and tracks and things and, and changing up the editing um, and the way you guys are doing it. And so it's like, well, uh, should I just critique the actual woodworking then? Because I'm like, the video is perfectly fine. Um, so it's really, very difficult for me to critique both of your guys' work. I think that's a good point as to why I had a hard time with critiquing Robin's video a lot more because it is done arts, like, you know, more arts here, whereas yours is more of a, this is the project, this is why I do it. 
this mm. is why I did it like this. And yeah. like, I couldn't really fault your content either. It's just, <laughs> you know, a few technical things, which we'll get into later. Yeah. 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 It was really hard. And I think that's, I didn't even think of it like that, but yeah, it is, it is an art. Yeah. Well, someone just said yeah. in the comments, you know, it's like kind of trying to judge Frank Howarth on, on this content. You're like, it's not really, it's like, he's just a video maker who happens to have a subject on wood. Mm-hmm. If he was doing, like, if he went back to cooking with Frank making tomato sauce, people would still watch Frank Howarth making tomato sauce. So, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and to to be fair, that's, that's how I started, was wanting the channel to be that. Um, there was a video by a guy called Carlos from Cactus Workshop, he, he did a video, uh, I think it was a, that's right, it was a, a bar stool made from a, a live, from a, slice, a cookie out of a tree, I think. And I remember watching that going, this is amazing. This is so cool. This is exactly what I want my channel to be. And the problem with that is then you very quickly start moving away from the content mm. and it's all about the flash. And, and mm. I have one particular video that I put out about six months ago where I worked out how to create lens. Well, I didn't work out. I saw it. How to create lens flares using a piece of fishing wire over the lens. And it looks like an 80s dream Star Trek. (laughs) It was amazing. But what I made was a piece of junk and everyone called me out on it. So from from like the the soundtrack, the footage, it was just beautiful. I I hit upload and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever made. And people slammed it because the content wasn't up to par. So, yeah, it's, it's a real balancing act in that regard. Mm. And I have a note which kind of goes on that uh, pacing thing where you're, you know, you kind of click through, uh, which is yeah. on, I have it on your cutting board and I think it was the uh, mobile planar cut, is that the introductions and the outros are, Things, especially the outro, I skip past that because, and I don't get to, um, you know, I don't get to the part where you're inviting people to comment, like, and subscribe because, you know, the video's done and I just skip forward. I don't, I don't look at that. Um, the note on the getting into it though is on the cutting board. I took a note that there was 53 seconds before you started building. And I mean, you had B roll and all that and it looked really great, but the actual project that we're on or was almost a minute before you started working on it. That's interesting, yeah. Which, I mean, to me, it doesn't bother me, but I know for a, a lot of people, if it doesn't get straight into it. Yeah, I've been called out on it. You know, yeah. So it's like just start the build and then maybe do a little bit of the introduction. Like you did it on the, uh, the mobile planar cut where you're talking about things, but you kind of cut in the, the footage of you doing whatever you're talking about you needing right, to do. Yeah. Mm. And like I really like that style where it's you're talking about the box underneath and by the time you're finished with that little bit of talking, the box is done. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that should be your intro style <laughs> by any means, but, you know, if you can tighten it up, you might help engage and get less of that click through. Yeah, because that's the problem is, as you say, after yeah, after 30 seconds, you haven't got to the point of the video, people are gone. Yeah, so exactly. Your shot's over, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, I'll just run quickly through a couple of things uh, about the some little technicals that I happened to jot down. Um, uh, the barbecue cart, does it have any bracing? Is it wobbly? Is it, no. Is it yeah, there's no bracing, but it's it's pretty rock solid. Um, right. I mean, obviously if you were to jump on it, yeah, yeah. It I just wondered lost, but yeah. if it was like, if you had a heavy thing on the top and you're pushing it, does it like want to like, lean? well, no, you, you it's, it's never really going to, ha- it was never designed to have anything heavy on top of it. It's more just as for like utensils and stuff. Um, but it feels pretty solid surprisingly. Okay. Um, the, the music in the second half of that, um, video, I hated it. All right, okay. <laughs> I guess, but this goes back to what we were saying earlier. Yeah, if you choose to put music, you're going to lose people. You yeah. don't like the music, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, so you added the two caster wheels, and then you added um, little dowels as feet. Um, I don't know if you that was an afterthought for you or not, but 
really the those little dowels for feet should have just been extensions of the legs. Yeah, that was a so that, that was ripped a, off. That was an afterthought because my original idea was to put four casters, and then I thought, hang on, let me put two so I can wheel it and stop it and it doesn't just roll off down down the deck or whatever. So yeah, um, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, oh, and in the cutting board, you. It was really good, but you did like a little shot where you explained what you were going to do and then you showed doing it. And I was like, just show me. Yeah. You've done it twice. And I think probably we're all um, guilty of that, but I thought I just, the one time I really noticed it and I was like, oh, he just said he was going to do this and now he's doing it. (laughs) uh, uh, Bob Claggett from I Like To Make Stuff has said before in the past that if you're going to talk, talk about the why, Mm. not the what. So don't right. tell people what you what you're gonna do. Just do it. If you want to explain something, that's a different story. Yeah, which yeah, that's 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 fair enough. Yep. All right. Cool. All right, John. Anything more you want to add before we move on to Joey? No, I think just looking at it. I mean, everything's kind of summed up. So all right, I'm happy guys. to move on. Burn me down. Now, Joey. You've got to get rid of your host. No, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> You've got a Kiwi doing it. No. Where are we? King Coast. All right. So I'll start off first. I'm going to start off with a, with a positive. Whoa. I think one of the things that's going to outweigh anything, any negatives that Jordan and I have is the fact that the content is good and the craftsmanship is good. So yeah. you can you can be as rubbish at, at editing or filming or whatever but if you're making something cool people are going to come to it. and i think that's that's why your channel will always work as long as you keep making good stuff yeah so i think that's yeah the biggest the biggest mm-hmm. plus for you yeah there is absolutely no critique of the actual content in my notes um i've actually written that down as well so it's it's genuine <laughs> um because it's it's your style and Obviously, you're the fastest growing and the biggest channel out of the three of us, and there's a reason you're the fastest growing and the biggest channel, and that's because your content. Um, but I don't know if Robin, you want to kick things off, or if I do. What, what you got? Anything on the tip of your tongue? Uh, okay, so there's a couple of. Um, I just I'm going through all of my pros. Uh, I, I really like the outdoor sofa video where you introduced the video purely because I, when I go to YouTube to watch YouTube videos, I'm not just watching for content. I want to build up a pseudo relationship with the person. So when I see a person introducing, or for example, when you, I can't remember which video it was, where you loaded it into the back of the truck and took it off, mm-hmm. not woodworking, but it's interesting to see what goes on around it. So mm. uh, I like that you did that, but I would, personally, I would like to see more of that. Um, one of, I think one of the cons I've got as well, there's very few, well, maybe not very few, but for me, not enough um, wide angle shots. Mm. I, do, I can't see your shop layout in my head. See, that's yeah. interesting because I have it as there's not enough close-up shots. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a really wide project, like all of it is really wide. That's funny. I, I think someone was mentioning uh, Frank Howarth earlier. I can see Frank's shop in my yeah. head, walking into it on either yeah. side, and that I think that would go a long way because then you bring people in. Maybe some establishing shots. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. Wait, I get a sense I, of it. That's funny. I really try to um, try to mix it up um, to give. So if I'm working at the router close up, I like to give a close up and then at least a three quarter or wide to at least establish what I'm what the machine is. But I haven't really done a big panoramic of the workshop. But this is something I was going to mention to Jordan as well. Is that um, I find because I'm always working on multiple projects and especially if I'm trying to film two projects simultaneously, I can't do a wide shot and show the other project in the background. Um, or the workshop, the rest of the workshop's just way too messy. It's just going to distract the hell out of you because of what the lighting or whatever, whatever. And you're not even going to be able to make out what's going on. You're just looking at a jumble of machinery kind of, um, put somewhere. 
Uh, whereas I try and keep it to the shot shows one machine, so you're like you know what I'm doing. But yeah, interesting. I think I, I agree with that to a certain degree, but as Jordan said, establishing shot is the right terminology. Yeah, a couple right. of those would just, for me personally, would go a long way. Like with the outdoor sofa where you had it set up at the client's house. Again, yeah. that was a nice little thing for us to see, you know, what, what goes on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. As and then, I, I, that is something I try and do when I can is get actually get footage at the, at the client's house. Um, but it doesn't happen that often that the clients are willing to even, you know, you can just tell some, but sometimes yeah, the personality, sometimes. Yeah, they don't, they don't want you there more than it takes to drop off the piece. So um, yeah. sometimes you just can't get those shots. Mm. Uh, so then I've got, uh, so in the Ulta video at four minutes and 54 seconds for anyone who's watching it, you were doing some hand planning and the light was coming in the sunlight was coming in through the window and it just looked beautiful. Like the light was catching all the dust and the shavings yep. coming off. I've if got you, the same night. <laughs> if you're ever going to do any hand planning, do it at that time of the day because it looks yep. amazing. I do. I try and get that shot. It's between 8 and 10.30 a.m. and right. it's terrible working at my work. Yeah. I'm sweating beads. I can't <laughs> see anything, but the camera shot looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I have, <laughs> I mean, I might just bring up my note, which relates to that. Um, and this comes to a distraction in your videos, and that is that the like color balance or color temperature is more like is more accurate. It jumps around a lot, like it goes from warm yeah. to cold, yeah. and it's like, oh, I'm feeling like really nice and cozy, and then it's like, Jesus, yeah. you know, it's it's freezing now. Um, that comes down to my rushed approach to setting up a camera. Yeah, so I have that note here: color at, and on the Buddhist altar. Um, yep. I'm saying that it, one scene, know, it's yeah. cold and, and then yep. the next is really warm. So and I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but hanging, my, trying to hang the doors. And um, I knew when I set the camera up that it just looked terrible, but I couldn't shift it anywhere else in the workshop at the time. On that day, I had no help. I couldn't lift it. I was like, this is where it has to happen. And so that's how it's going to get filmed. And I'll just play with it in post. You know? Yeah. It just didn't work out. My my kind of one cent of advice on that, because I have a similar problem in this workshop uh, with glary light and it comes in from all different angles, is a little on-camera LED light. It doesn't matter how, how little it seems like it's putting off. It's incredible what it does to the actual image on the camera. So... That's funny you say that. I looked into and I just about pushed go on buying one, like one of those ring light things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then for the same price, I could get a set of three freestanding like studio lights. And so I bought them, uh, but then I never get them out because yeah. they're in the bloody way all the time. <laughs> yeah, oh, my, I've got one. It's uh, it would be less than 300 mil, probably 250 mil at its widest, rectangular. And that thing has just saved so many shots, which would have been so washed out. Yeah, cool. Um, but the reason I like that—that that is across all three videos. That note, that's in my yeah. general notes. Yeah. Um, and uh, where am I? Yeah, and it just kind of takes away from the overall quality mm. feel. Like you can some choppy, changey. Um, but that's probably all to do with lighting and not necessarily, mm. you know, we can't really control everything. Um, but, yeah, it is something that was across all three videos. Yeah, yeah, definitely is a problem with my workshop. Uh, talking about lighting, one of the issues that I had, and this might be more of a personal preference, but I noticed it, a lot of the lights is very um, overall light. There's no... There's, there's very little contrast in the in the mm, footage. It's yeah. very flat. And I know having done this workshop with all of these fluoros, getting these these LED fluoros in, I did that because a lot of people said to me, your shots are too, are too contrasty. Like I can't see what's going on. But for, for me, as I say, with, with yours, it's not bad. It's not that it it's not that mm. I can't see what's going on. It's just that everything just just looks a bit it's just just needs to be lifted. Yeah. yeah. In my editing software, which I know is 
not the one you use. There's a thing called an adjustment layer, which is just like a blank video. It doesn't do anything, but you can stretch it to the entire timeline. Yeah. And what I'll often do is I'll put a, a saturation yeah. or contrast and saturation layer on it. And I'll just bump it up a little bit, and that tends to keep that yeah. washed out look at bay at least because mm. I, I don't know if your software can do that. But I, I can, it can but it's very um, clunky. Yeah, so it's not it's a as difficult yeah, I do. And I don't mind doing that, but like it's just a, it's very difficult to make one clip look good. And then when you jump to the next clip, which is already looking good, is it's way different. And so mm. I'd rather, you know, try and Individual. make the jumps look yeah. a bit nicer than yeah. So yeah. Mm. What camera do you use, Joe? It's a Canon G sixteen with the extra kind of macro lens. Is that oh, an okay. actual I've never video heard of camera is it or is it a no it's a like a, a it's a high-end point and shoot right um that has a it's fully manual um but not in and not in video form but it does take um aftermarket lenses um, right so yeah i can do some things but yeah it's not great but it's a nice small little camera and doesn't get in the way doesn't cost me too much Okay. Um, then talking about the uh, uh, getting into the shop with you in terms of establishing shots, I would like to see you talking a bit more in the shop. So a lot of obviously what you do is all voiceover. Uh, I mean, if that if that's going to be your thing, that's fine. But I think it goes a long way just to just mm. a couple of clips to be talking. Yeah, it was quite good that, uh, was it the altar where the glue up just wouldn't work? Yeah. And and you're just like, all right, I think I'm uh, chirps yeah. of crickets. Just yeah. Through there. That, that, was, that, was, that was. I like that. Talking about the altar, the fact that you kept all of that in, I think is really good as well. Um, just, I think anyone yeah. who keeps in their mistakes I, mean, I, I wanted were a god to me before that video, but <laughs> I wanted to keep more in, but I, I was a little bit explicit, and it went on for quite a long time. And the the um, the real time view was much funnier to watch because you could see like the agony progressing. Um, I was just, getting frustrated watching. It, it just took so long, and I was like, "No one's going to sit through this." Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about the voiceover, some of the time I found the voiceover to be a little bit amateurish in the, the way. What? Sorry, sorry, the what? What, the, what was amateurish? The the voiceover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and only amateurish because it sometimes sounds like you're watching the video and you're recording the voiceover and you're sort of working it out as you go, which some people might think that that's a nice thing because you know it's it's very off the cuff, but the are a couple of times when I, I can't help but think, oh, you know, there could be more detail, there could mm. be less detail. You know, if some of it had just been worked out prior to it, it might have been a little bit yeah. more insightful. Personally, I quite like that it doesn't come across as scripted and, mm. and you know, too thought out because you get to, I mean, look at Frank Howarth, we'll go back to him. Mm. A lot of his videos, he says the same thing 10 times just mm. in a different way. Mm. And people love that. I mean, it annoys me sometimes when he's saying, because the clouds, they wouldn't fit, but the clouds are a bit too big yeah. because they wouldn't fit. I'm like, dude, yeah. Yeah. But, like that can get a little bit tiresome, but I don't find it personally, at least not on the three or four videos that I watched to take notes on. Yeah, the biggest problem I have is trying to fit what I think I need to say in the clip space I have because I don't generally edit the video very much at all after I do the voiceover. So I, I've got my edit down and I'm, I'll come through and I'll throw some voice over top because that's how my voiceover started. I never did as much as I do now. So I used to just run over it and do a quick voiceover of some important pieces. And then I was out just, just watch mm. the video and then people wanted more and more. So I just started doing more voiceover. And so I never really had a, 
clear way of how to do it. I would just kind of watch a clip and go, right, what do I need to say about this? And I've got like four seconds, so <laughs> go. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, it kind of and but as as John says, he likes that. So it's yeah. that's a that's a real personal preference. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, for the, the there's just one other point here, which is where we we touched on before with the, you know, uh, I would like to see more close up shots because the example I have is on the Buddhist altar. Um, the there's a long static shot where you're card scraping, and it's going on a while. It's not so long that you lose attention, but it's getting to that point. Mm -hmm. But if you either cut that shot in with a close-up and then come back out, come back, it yeah. just changes that attention or the focus, I should say, and it keeps yeah. you kind of alert. Um, and the, a hint, uh, let's say a thing I have here to ask is do you shoot your videos in 1080 full HD or? Uh, I think so. Because you're, you're only uploading in 720, so you don't, need to move that camera you can just crop in by whatever the crop factor is like 13 percent and that would just go in out yeah there's no extra actually work. check because I, I think i i should be uploading in 1080 so i need to double check that <laughs> yeah well a lot of them are i think all of them are 720 <laughs> so something i mean so it's kind of leading into george one but um you probably me and jordan have a different perspective on making videos i think and that certainly for me i need to get the job done and so i'm not going to spend any more time than i need filming um and because i often think man if i didn't have a time pressure of getting my job finished i would spend twice as long on the video yeah. um but i just don't have the luxury i've got to smash this job out so and i think robin you probably have the opposite idea where you're like i'm gonna do what i can to make this video and um project equally good so that that's a really big issue for me especially and that's why so many of my projects aren't filmed because yeah it's just i can't put the time into it. and i think also that is perhaps the reason why i've suffered a little bit in my channel is because the effort that is needed to go into a good video i just haven't got the time to do it a lot of the time and that's where yeah. the, the vlogging was good, but people mm. didn't quite like the vlogging because I don't need to think about that. It's just literally talking to a camera and saying, oh, look what we're working on. But yeah, it doesn't yeah. necessarily yeah. work out for the best. There's a message in the chat from Paul, the, the wood nut, which I think he summed it up pretty well. Uh, uh, it, it comes down to this, when you're filming, you're either filming, this is what I made versus this is how I'm, this is how to make it, which I think is interesting. So your channels are the one or the other. It's either showing how you made something or teaching someone this is how you make it. So I guess, Joey, with yours, you're just the camera's there. This is what I'm doing on the day. Mm. You know, you're a fly on the wall, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I think my whole intention was that I'm just going to show you what I do. And if you can pick out you know, 1% of information that's good, great. I've helped someone a tiny amount. And if that happens once every video, then that's great. Um, otherwise, just, you know, don't watch. <laughs> like, I think yeah. that's where your voiceovers are really good too because you're kind of quite concise and you're just saying, you're not really going on about, I need to do this and this, but you kind of pick into little details like you're resawing the Oroku and it's mm. you're just talking about, you know, this is really popular for this, uh, really common for this wood. So allow extra machining. Just a little tip, which was quite well, you know, pointed out. And there's a lot of them, like all of your commentary isn't over the top. It doesn't talk down to your audience. Like they're not mm. able to understand what image is in front of them, but it doesn't go over the top either. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, John, you're up next. All right, and I'm ready. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with one, and this is a pro. Letterboxing is just always cool, in my opinion. <laughs> always cool. Um, I just think it it adds a lot to it. Obviously, I think you can you can over not well maybe not overuse it, but you you you're definitely saying like th this video is a specific style, 
when you yeah. the letterbox. And I particularly liked what you did in the barstool video where you come out of the letterbox at the end. Yeah. As a sort of, we've now finished the film. This is what went back to real life. This is what I've created during the film. I thought that was mm. so cool. Mm. Yes. Good. I like um, letterboxing. I'll keep, keep using it here and there. Good. I, I wasn't aware of its terminology, but I agree. Um, okay. Your last video, the wall mount cabinet, just the yep. other day. So I have got the video style, pace, sound, and lighting it is perfect. I thought it was like the quintessential awesome video. Um, and you could see it, how it progressed slightly from the outdoor table one previous. Yeah. Um, so I thought you were bang on um, just everything about it. I thought was awesome, but here's the, but is <laughs> like the project didn't match, which is what Robin just was talking about. Yeah. I was like this. And I, from a point of view, I guess you're still developing this new style, which is awesome. And it's probably great to, to try it out on this project. Yeah. Um, but from, from that one particular project, I was like, you're just making a particle board box. Yeah. It really <laughs> it has to be a nice, you know, it does not deserve all of this. It probably I, took you longer to edit than make that box. I had the same, uh, the same yeah. point, but specifically <laughs> yeah. about the music. The music didn't suit okay. it. It was this real, like, in not intense, but like this sort of beautiful music for a box. For an ugly gray box. Yeah. Like it for me it would have worked if the music was different. So I I, I don't yeah. think you should I don't think you should change that style just because it's a box. I think you can still make it work. But the tone the tone of the the, the video didn't match the content in my Yeah. Is that that's the one where you have the jazz in there? Or was it jazz or blues or something? Uh no, so it was like a piano it was all piano based stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know, some of the music you picked I thought was awesome and it's something I was going to discuss and talk about a little bit is why I don't put music on is for generally I hate the music on all woodworking videos. Yeah. Don't like, don't like modern electronica dub steppy stuff that seems to go on everything. That's um, been overdone now that. I and think. I, so personally I listen to hardcore punk and like metal ish stuff. So no one's going to want to listen to that while they're woodworking. Very few people. So that's why I don't put music on my videos because I just, no one's going to like it. So don't have anything. But so I thought I was pleasantly surprised at the, the, your choice of music. And I thought, man, I wish I could pick, have the skill to pick kind of generally acceptable, nice music. So that was cool. Beautiful. I must say, I'm starting to move away from putting music in my videos just all together because it just it's too complicated now. And as you say, John, it's, <laughs> everything's it's same, same. Yeah, I've I'm on a new like it's a a subscription based music service. Mm -hmm. and it's like fifteen bucks a month, I think, but it's an archive of thousands and thousands of tracks and sound effects, and uh, you know, it's just really. And it's good quality music, so if you're wanting a mood, you, you can filter it out. Um, but it does have that issue that if you're in a glum glum mood, <laughs> you're going to like that music the, the day you start editing, and then you put it in, and you're like, oh, this is a bit yeah, dark. This doesn't fit. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a good example of that with this tool cabinet. It was that when I was doing it, it was like you know really late, and I was just feeling like crap, and. Uh, I edited it, and then the next day, I was like, I haven't got time to put, you know, get new music choice and edit it to new music. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. Uh, the what have I written down? The flying around point of view, you got two shots in that where you're kind of like looking up at the ceiling. It's kind of like a Blair Witch Project and the workshop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I did not like those two shots. Everything else yeah. I liked. I didn't think they worked, but that's that's my opinion. Yeah, going, going back to the video, uh, the actual the 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 picture quality. In the last couple of videos, you've you've crushed the blacks a little bit, which right. is very cinematic. But it's also, and I'm, I'm I might be wrong in this, but I get the imp the impression that it's a bit dated as well. 
right now it's all about making the 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 picture a bit flatter so i guess i, f- I feel like joey's stuff was very flat whereas yours is the, the contrast is there so it's it's got that cinematic thing but i feel like that that tone of the pic- of picture is you sort of maybe two years ago right now we've got a you look at all the um neil from pask makes um paul from the wood knight it's all very it's all very flat you, like the contrast is naturally there but in terms of lighting it's, it's pretty flat so i don't know right. i just that again could be a personal thing um but it could be dated as well i guess uh, yeah i guess i am shooting on a new camera so mm. and i haven't adjusted anything since getting that so if it's a recent thing it might be that it's the last two projects yeah I thought that was the direction that you were going for, as I say, because those high that high contrast is generally more cinematic. Right. No, no, it's nothing intentional anyway. Hey, on your outdoor table. Yeah. You said in the video I had to shift the fence away from ninety degrees, which scared me a little. Yeah. Why? And then I left it at that. Um, yeah, I did explain why in it, and it, was, it took too long. But basically, oh, yeah. because I, I spend like three days—well, not three days, three hours—getting that um, ninety-degree fence set. So when I cut a five-meter length, it's only yeah. out by less than point one of a millimeter. Have you not got a little stopper on your thing? It has a stopper, but there's play in it of less <laughs> less than half a mil. There's less than half a mil of play. Yeah, but it's enough over five But it's enough years. to kick it off. Um, and that's why it scares me because if it, if you have to you loosen it. Bring washer or something on that, man, because. Um, it's a tapered team. I, I have to remachine uh, it and I don't know how to do that. Okay. Yeah, mine, that's what I love about mine. I can just take the fence on and off and it's got locating pins and it's perfectly back where it was. There is, I've got two fence hole positions. There is also on, you know, the material support. Yeah, there is holes in front. that. I yeah. haven't tried it on that though. So yeah, I don't like it at the front. That's that's got no. It goes on the same same side on my saw anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's got indexing pins, so you can. Oh, okay. I'm assuming it's angles, but I haven't even tried to play with that. Mm. Maybe next time I'll do some measurements with it. One one other thing, and and this comes down to content. Um, I would like to see more diversity in the stuff that you make. Yeah, because you you make a lot of tables and they're all fantastic. But as a professional woodworker, I'm excited to see what you're doing next because I want it to be interesting. So that's one thing. Um, like that that um, outdoor table, I really enjoyed the video because it was it was something slightly different. Yeah. So my, that's something to think. I know we've talked about this before in in terms of the direction of your business this year might not line up with that you won't cater into that but the other thing my videos are of what clients are coming to me for Mm. Mm. yes and i guess i mean i guess if i do start doing some projects which are different and putting them out on the website for portfolio and all that people might start coming to me for sofas and and that but at this stage it's the work i'm getting um, so it is a tricky one to overcome that, but I agree with you because I do feel like everything I make is a table, and it's part of the reason why I renamed my business to Periodic. Mm. It's Periodic Table. Because <laughs> yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. On that same note, Robin, I've got actual. I have a note here to say that I would like to see you try more complex. Yeah. Um, jobs because I feel like you're holding yourself back. I feel like you're, and you're just talking about doing that now, but I, I think, I feel like what you're doing, you've easily got the skills. It seems like to do far more complicated things. And for whatever reason, it's, it feels like you're, you're just not letting yourself do it. Um, yeah, so. I, I absolutely agree. And, and when, when it comes back to the, the idea that, content is king on youtube i'm shooting myself in the foot by making coffee table after coffee table or mm. you know all this the simple stuff absolutely mm. so yeah that's so, what i'm trying a breadboard end it's hey, this goes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, and then the last thing that i had george for you because uh, we 
can't be too much longer, was uh, I would like to hear more about the types of woods that you work with. I know Joey does it because we have different woods here in Australia. I think that that could be something that people would be interested in. Yeah, yeah. right. Just a little. I don't. I don't know as much about the, the woods. That you know, now. yeah. Like where it comes from. You know, uh, is it easy to work with? Um, mm. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> generally, yeah, that, yeah. generally Australian timber is no. Yeah, yeah that uh, that that would I think would add a lot of value. Yeah. Okay. Um, and last thing for me would be that I, I am going to say it because I think about this myself is I feel like I have too much clutter in my workshop, which is why I bought a big roll of a big white backdrop. And I do a lot of my final shots on, on the, um, the white backdrop when I can, when a piece actually fits on the three yeah. white drop. Um, are you happy with the way your, your final shots are? No, I hate it. In there? Or would you prefer to be, at a client's house like I sometimes can or would you rather have like a big blank wall that you could do things against? Um, I'm actually in the process of getting a backdrop like a three-meter wide roll up and down backdrop because that's what I want. I want clean, crisp photos of the projects um, mm. and that's how I would probably want to end most of the videos too. Um, yeah. My... The, the issue I have with getting photos in clients' homes is to do that, I also have to bring a three-point lighting rig if I want yep. to get portfolio quality. Yeah. And That's then I don't have a lens which has a short enough focus which will give yep. me good enough detail as well. So often I just... That's very difficult. Yeah. Um, yep. But yeah, that, that backdrop thing is actually an idea that I kind of got off of your videos. Mm. Yeah, I managed to find that I've, I've, it actually is a roll of cardboard, like thick cardboard. Yeah, it's right. for photography and it's like 11 meters long. And at the, and so the first three meters are getting a bit ratty now and I'm just going to chop it off and use the next going on. available piece. It was like 50 bucks or something. Wow, it's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the one I was looking at is that, you know what um, banners, outdoor banners are made out of, that vinyl? Yeah. yeah. It's basically that material. Oh yeah, I was looking Which, at that, but I just was worried about the glare because it was quite glossy. But yeah, that's that's my yeah. My you could paint it, I suppose. towards it. Yeah, it's true. Get vinyl paint, mm. matting it down a bit. Right. All right. No, that's some interesting as, points. Wasn't as brutal. I I, I had the <laughs> box of tissues just here, but I didn't need them. Okay. I I like and I and I'll say this for myself as well. I don't think that we have bad content. I don't. I don't think our. Um, well, when I say content, I mean this as a whole. I don't think our our numbers are any representation of the quality of our videos. So I don't really think we had anything to worry about. I was expecting a little more from the from the chats in terms of <laughs> some people laying in. Uh, but yeah, so obviously everyone agrees. Oh, I had something that just totally escaped me. Oh yeah, no, I remember now. I was saying when I was doing my homework for this um, to my girlfriend that. It's really hard to critique you guys because the reason I would say yes to be on a podcast with you guys is because I like what you guys do. Like I wouldn't yeah. do it if I thought you guys were crap because it wouldn't benefit. Yeah. In that yeah. So, yeah, it was a difficult task critiquing. Yeah. I but, found that about three minutes into the first video, I was like, I, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, like I said, the only stuff that I had for you was that technical which came yeah. down to mostly lighting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Cool. Someone yeah. in the comments in the chat has just said, my only complaint is I want more videos, which I think is a, it's a nice way to sum up the, the episode. Yeah. That is, I think what we all want is more yeah. videos. <laughs> yeah. More time and more videos. That's my. All right, Joey. So what are you watching this week? Or what have you been watching oh, this week? Um, what is the channel called? Um, Pretty sure it's fine. It's fine woodworking. It's either fine woodworking or fine woodworking magazines, YouTube channel. Um, Link will be in the description below. And now I forget the guy's name, Mr. Kraus. Is it Peter? Good. It it was definitely something. Everyone knows who he is. Video was called Dovetails for Jaws. Yeah, this guy is doing dovetails with this crazy, awesome dovetail removal saw. 
I can't explain it. You just got to go and see it. Like one push of yeah. the sword and his dovetails cut. Go and have a look. It's awesome. Yeah, I can vouch for it. It's incredible. Yeah. So this week, I want to give a bit of a shout out to Will Walker. Will Walker, oh, yeah. is, he does a very similar style to what I was talking about with Cactus Workshop. Sort of a very similar, it's very cinematic. And he's put out some videos recently working with Permissin. Permissin? Permissin? It's a type of American wood. He made a mallet out of it. It was really interesting. It's Apparently, it's just this obnoxiously hard type of wood. Um, but anyway, Will and I have got a bit of history. He, him and I did a... Uh, uh, collaboration with two other YouTubers back in 2016. Um, I just wanted to make mention of him because he he is a super cool channel. And if if anyone in the chat or listening hasn't heard of Will Walker, yeah. have a look. His his videos are really good. I vouch for him. It's awesome stuff. Mm. Um, for me, it is I can't remember his actual name, but the channel is Switch and Lever. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure everyone's heard of him, but just mm. in the off chance you haven't, I watched his latest uh, brass etching one because it's something I am hoping to do basically the same thing, awesome. uh, you know, coming up this month. So I watched that and it was just perfect timing because it's been something I've been trying to figure out how to do it and he's just spelled it out, which is awesome. Um, but all of his videos are really cool. He's... European accent just makes it even better. <laughs> and it's, his humor is pretty good as well. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, well, that's about it then for this week. Is there anything more, Joe and Joe, that you want to add? Mm. Uh, no, I think uh, I'm all good. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for uh, watching along or listening along, depending how you are consuming this. Thanks very much. And with that, we will... See you all again same time next week, Thursday evening.